Hey, this is Danny Loker from Brutal Truth, Nuclear Assault, and a bunch of other fucking bands, and you're listening to the MHOG Podcast. Yeah. And welcome to the MHOG Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne, and with me today is... Adam. Adam, and... And I'm the rum. And we have a very special guest today, Mr. Dan Lilker. I see I said it wrong anyway, God damn it. Hey. That's hey. all right. You can, you can just, you know, I don't know, virtually throw something at me if you want. No, that's all right, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, if I virtually threw something or physically threw something at all the people that... Uh, I've messed up my name in the past, then uh, I'd be <laughs> Nolan Ryan or something. So. <laughs> well, yeah. if, if you guys aren't familiar with Dan, he, he's been in a lot of bands. Uh, been in Nuclear Assault, started out in Anthrax, um, also S.O.D., and Brutal Truth. I'm sure there's a bunch of others that I've missed. but White those Heat, are, M-Lock. Yeah. You're not reading off some wiki page, are you? No. Actually, no, okay. I'm, I'm not. I don't, I, know. Know. I don't know if he is. No, I'm not. <laughs> I know, I'm just being a ball buster. Yeah, yeah, I've, uh, let's recall. I've never heard those two actually mentioned in the same breath, but that's, uh, <laughs> it is interesting. It does show the scope of what I've done from playing in, like, a hard rock band doing Van Halen covers to playing black right. metal. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've covered lots of different bases, mostly just, you know, Playing what I enjoy playing, whatever it was, and uh, as time went on, I got into more intense music, kind of just followed my heart, and uh, basically, yeah, I just, I really enjoy playing extreme music, I really love extreme metal, and sometimes it's more stuff than you could possibly do in one band without kind of like stretching out the original kind of confines of what you want to do with a band, so, for instance, with Brutal Truth in the 90s, it was really fun playing grime, but I also got really into playing black metal, and rather than try to, like, turn Brutal Truth into a hybrid band, I just started playing black metal in another band, and uh, such is how I've uh, done lots of different bands, just trying to express myself creatively and have a good time. That's great. I mean, yeah, I, I understand completely. Um, I, I was, to be honest, man, I was a huge, huge Nuclear Assault fan growing up, like, unbelievable like i actually my uh my mother actually uh made me go to a uh, this is going to be a shitty story but made me go, <laughs> made me go, made me go to a michael bolton concert with her and i i wore a nuclear assault t-shirt that said uh mutants for nukes it was the one with the uh the smiley face with one eye yeah 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 and i got so much shit for that people kept like cuz it glowed in the dark so when the lights went out, I had this big smiley face glowing in the dark, and everybody was looking at me like I was crazy. But yeah, that's one of my favorite childhood stories. Everybody asked me, I, I went to Michael Bolton wearing a nuclear assault t-shirt. Yeah, man, that that rules. I mean, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe one of Michael Bolton's fans came home, and well, I guess that might have been before Google, huh? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, 
Yeah, then uh, you might have been the only guy there without a mullet, too. Who knows? Yeah, you're probably right. I probably was. <laughs> yeah. I, I might have been the only heterosexual man there as well, too. No, I mean, I've heard funny stories about um, people wearing nuclear assault shorts like that in amusing places. And then one time we played in Glasgow, Scotland back in the day, and we were selling our Hang the Pope shirts of that one. Nice. And the bouncers, the security for the club, were all these big, burly Roman Catholic dudes, these big Scottish bulldog-looking dudes, and they <laughs> took offense to that. And they're like, you got out the tongue, not shut inside, oot. You know, and uh, <laughs> that's my best attempt at a Scottish accent. I'm sorry. It was and probably it was horrible. It was, it was great. Enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's, uh, well, I mean, Mutants for Nukes was more kind of like an ironic, amusing shirt that, you know, uh, was trying to, that's one thing we did with Nuclear Assault. We did have a message, but we could convey some things in a humorous way and still get the point across. Right. So that's what that shirt was about, uh. But, yeah, um, it's always cool hearing stories about stuff like that. So uh, what, what's going on now, man? I mean, what, what, what other stuff are you doing? Well, uh, currently, I'm still uh, mainly doing Brutal Truth. Right. Um, we <clears throat> we don't tour like we did in the 90s. We've really scaled back because uh, when we started doing stuff again, we broke up in 98 and we came back in 2006. But uh, we've all aged and, you know, people got families and other stuff, financial responsibilities, family responsibilities. So we're not like the reckless dudes who are going to hop in a van for a month and then come home with 300 bucks. And so. <laughs> all the good old days, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was all fun. Don't get me wrong, being a road dog and everything. But uh, these days it's... Well, the other thing is, when we came back in 2006, we found out that in the time we were broken up, we became these grind icons that were so influential and all this shit, which was funny because when we were together, we'd get like 100 people to come see us play and everything. And then after we broke up, our value, like uh, our stock went up incredibly. So when we reformed, we were also to be able to be a little more choosy about stuff because now all of a sudden people cared about us. So <laughs> It's weird how that worked. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's kind of like, uh, yeah. Um, it's kind of like being them. an artist, you know, like, yeah. a, like a painter. Once they're, you know, before they, he couldn't sell anything, but after they're dead, their paintings are worth millions of dollars. Right. So uh, we weren't dead. We were just more kind of amused. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So now we can get two grand for a show instead of two hundred for a show. Well, that works. But uh, we never changed anything. We did. All of a sudden, we were just people. I think also. With later Brutal Truth, it was starting to get pretty ahead of its time as far as, like, crazy technical grind. And I think that, especially, like, when Sounds of the Animal Kingdom came out, a lot of people just weren't really ready for it. And then a couple of years later, were able to ingest it and then all of a sudden realized what the album was about and everything. Because our first record was more straight-up death grind, extreme conditions, demand right. extreme responses. And then we just got a little bored doing that, and we slowly got more and more out there. I mean... Probably all the weed had something to do with it, but um, <laughs> the upshot was that, yeah, and like around the, the new millennium and everything, I'd be out or at, at a show or something like that, and somebody would go, dude, are you ever considering doing Brutal Truth again? Do you have any idea how influential that was? And I was like, no, I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> but thank you for telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when it, things came about that we were doing a tribute for a band from around your way called I Hate God. Yes. Who, they got all their shit fucked up in Katrina, I guess. Yeah, they did. So, it was pretty bad. Yeah. A lot of us so, did, actually, so... I would imagine so, man. Uh, that looked pretty uh, apocalyptic. <laughs> but the point being that, yeah, we uh, 
came back, and all of a sudden uh, we were much more appreciated than we were. And I was never bitter in the old days. I was just like, well, we play crazy shit, and people don't get it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, anyway, so there's that. I'm also in now two local bands here in Rochester, New York, where I'm calling you from. I'm originally from New York City, and that's where BT and Nuclear were based around. But um, I've lived up here in Rochester for about, well, 12 years now. So um, I was in a band called Crucifist around here for a while that kind of played like 80s Black Death Doom. But uh, now uh, I'm in a black metal band here called Nocturnal Hellstorm. That's knock with a K. I've got to do that sometimes. It's part of the (laughs) cult thing. And... I just joined another grind band around here called Blurring, as in blurring Mm -hmm. the line between reality and fantasy. And ironically enough, that has a certain Eric Burke on drums who used to play guitar in Nuclear Assault and Brutal Truth. So so I did my first show with them on Sunday. Uh, That stuff's pretty intense, too. I mean, you can find that on Bandcamp. Not anything with me on it, but... And I'm still kind of in Venomous Concept. We just haven't done stuff for a while. So I'm... um, Still staying busy. Occasionally, I guess, would lock up if Shane's too busy. Um, so, if that ain't bad, considering I'm going to be 50 next year. Wow, man. Uh, you spread yourself pretty damn thin. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I just you just have kind of have to plan things out so you don't got overlaps and conflicts. It's like I said, Brutal Truth has scaled back considerably. For instance, we're going to Europe next month, but it's for four shows, so I'll be in and out in a week. So, as far as local bands, well, I've... Band practice tonight, it's a little after, it's getting on 8 o'clock here, and I have band practice at 9, but that's only a five-minute drive, because everything's really close around here. Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, as long as I can get away with playing music and people still come and see me, then I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've had an amazing career. Yeah, dude, really. I mean, I know, I I would have killed to be able to see SOD live, ever. And uh, that's, you know, just, I must have listened to that album 8 billion times. This is ridiculous. We did a tour of the States in 99, but I don't remember how close we got to down there if we you, played there or not. You guys did play here. You guys played on Halloween at a place called the Ze- Zeppelins, but um, I remember it, that place. it was so packed that no one could get in. It was ridiculous. Like, I stood outside. Wow, we should have played like House of Blues. I don't know if they had House of Blues back then there, but... I, I'm not sure, but yeah, it was it was extremely packed, man. I was... One of the kids that stood outside disappointed because we couldn't get in. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry to hear that, man. I guess we uh, should have played somewhere bigger. I don't know. I mean, uh, well, never... back back then, dude. Honestly, like that was probably the biggest place you could play. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I, the scene out here, but by that time wasn't. You know, you weren't able to play at the House of Blues or places like that. You know, everything that was bigger was basically shut down, or you had to play at like a. Uh, a KC Hall or, or, you know, something that you had to rent out. Right. Well, I mean, uh, I just feel bad if people just uh, only got to, like, hear it from outside. I completely remember that place. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere, and I had that big parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I know that parking lot well because people are always like, dude, you want to go burn? Go to my car. Dude, you want to go burn? And so <laughs> I probably spent one-third of the time I ever spent at that club in the fucking parking lot in somebody's <laughs> car listening to Slayer, man. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but no, no, that's cool. I mean, I've always had a good time down there. People have always been real friendly and everything, and, you know, all that southern hospitality shit. Yes, sir. Yeah, and, of course, obviously lots of friends and bands, you know, I mean, Crowbar, Silent Green, I Ape God, Jesus, you know, fucking yeah. uh, plenty the, of... The band that I, um, I'm in, we actually uh, share a room with Crowbar. 
Yeah, we oh. actually rent the same uh, practice area. Oh, cool. Say hi to Kurt, man. I will, dude. I will. So I'm going to talk to you. Um, yeah, dude, the, the, the first album I ever heard by Brutal Truth was um, The Sounds of the Animal Kingdom, man. And I was blown away by it, actually. I was like, this is fantastic. Oh, and, nice. uh, yeah, I mean, a friend of mine brought it. He said, look, I just bought this, man. you got to listen to it. I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And he's like, I don't know if I really like it. I'm like, okay, well, I'll listen to it. And when I did, man, I, he, he gave me the record. So I was like, I'll take it. Was that the yeah. uh, No, it wasn't, Joe. No, it was, this was a long time ago, man. This oh. is, yeah. Yeah. Um, if that was the first record you heard and you play us, then um, that, you made a pretty bold move there because that was, uh, that was the later on stuff. That was certainly not as straightforward as our earlier stuff. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't for everybody. And then, like I said, with some people, uh, I think... Uh, it, I don't want to say it like this because I, you know, wrote a lot of it. But whatever the genius was on that record wasn't perceived by everybody immediately, and it had to kind of sink in after a while because it's like kind of like sensory overload. Yeah, it, it's kind of like if you go back and see the Sixth Sense, and you're like, oh, okay, wait, now I get this, <laughs> or you, something like that, where something's like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? And then later you're like, oh, all right, that's what's going on. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah. like that. It was just too much to ingest in one sitting. Yeah, the, the guy I got it from was he. He was basically a you know he, all he really liked was like really death. He like he was a huge Mortician fan. If that lets you know. Yeah. Well, um, what's it called Mortician? Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, they're killer. They're definitely like they fucking cornered the market on like brutal down tunes. Everything low, fucking. Oh, uh, yeah, it's so it's tuned so low. It's some like some notes you aren't, aren't even. Only dogs can hear it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially with Will's bass sounds and uh, and everything like yeah. that. When it's like a bass solo, it's just... Yeah, I know, it's just... <laughs> it's it's just sounds like some machinery or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, Mortician, uh, that's a little more simpler fare, I would say. So that might have thrown a more... If the dude's favorite band was Mortician, then we might have been a little too varied or wacky or, uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to uh, insult the guy's uh, oh, attention can. span. That's all right, you can. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk to him anymore, so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but, uh, so, all right, um, you talk to any of the other guys, man, from, like, uh, Nuclear Assault or all those older bands that you were in, or you guys are just went you separate ways and just kind of... Um, occasionally. I mean, Nuclear Salt was doing stuff up until last February. We started doing some shit again. But then we, we kind of stopped again. You know, our drummer's literally getting too old to play that shit without having fucking aches and pains and everything like that. It's one thing when you're, like, 25 doing it, but he was always the old man of the band, kind of, and yeah. he was getting into his early 50s, and the dude always hit like a motherfucker. So yeah. it's just more like... You know, like a baseball player or a football player. It's an athletic thing, and after a while, trying to do the do same. It. Yeah, yeah, it just hurts too much to do it. But oh, it's so intense. I mean, it's just non-stop intensity. I mean, it's got it's got wear on you after a while. Yeah, I mean, sure, there's you know physical regimens that you can do. Not that I bother. You know, I, the running joke is you know lift aluminum, which is drinking beer. But uh, <laughs> um, as far as the other dudes, like, let's say, an Anthrax or, you know, SOD or something like that, probably just uh, the typical bullshit, like uh, Christmas cards and emails like that and stuff like that. Very uh, banal, boring shit. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you heard it here, guys. There will be no SOD or anything reunion. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think so, man. It's been a while, and uh, if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. I wouldn't be against it, but, you know, uh, I'm just the dude, you know, I'm not one of the dudes in Anthrax who's busy all the time or something like that, so. Right. I actually actually met Billy Milano. Um, Shit. This was, uh, I want to say, about three years ago, maybe four years ago, he did a tour with M.O.D., and they played down here. And then um, they went back to, I think he's, I think he's living in San Antonio. And we drove to San Antonio to see him again. And he uh, he works right around the corner from where they played. And I got to talk to him for a good little while. He was, seemed like a pretty good guy. Are you sure you don't mean Austin? That's what I meant, Austin. That's right, not San Antonio, Austin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy's a good guy. You know, he had the reputation as the vocalist of S.O.D. as being the guy, you know, some... A complete asshole, yeah. Right, but the ironic part is that Scott and I wrote most of the really brutal, offensive lyrics, just, you know, for humorous stuff. Billy wrote Pi Alpha Nu and No Turning Back. So one song was about drinking with your college buddies, and the other one was almost, was more like an environmentally conscious song. Like, you know, while Scott and I were were writing Kill Yourself and Speak English or Die and shit like that. (laughs) But Billy, being the front man and being this big, aggressive-looking dude, he uh, kind of uh, ended up carrying, you know, the uh, the reputation as, you know, being the big dumb fascist or nothing, and it's really not true. None of us were. It was just more kind of like, let's see how many people we could piss off by writing this. We were just shitting, you know, laughing our asses off writing these lyrics, going, let's see what people say to that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, and like I said, when I talked to him, man, he was just like the coolest guy. We just bullshit for a little while. He, you know, he signed my flyer that I had for the, the show that they played here in New Orleans, and, you know, hung out with him, and then would see him play, and that was it, man. He was... They were cool guys, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anybody out there thinks that they're assholes, you're wrong. Right. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I got a question. Uh, I read something that you were composing music for a movie. Yeah, I can do. I do like soundtrack stuff here at home. It was a movie that didn't really have a budget though, so the dude was uh, trying to do it with that Kickstart thing where you get a certain amount of funding. Just sure. From, and I don't know how that Kickstart thing works, but apparently. If you don't raise the money you're shooting for in a certain amount of time, no matter what you did raise, you don't get any of it. Right. So I think I think he was going for five G's, and he'd raised about two thirds of that, but then the hit the expiration date or whatever. So. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, um, I grew up on lots of horror movies, and you know, besides making metal, I can do stuff here on my Mac at home, just using uh, recording software. You know, stuff that's equal to like Pro Tools that has lots of plugins and. It's fun stretching out and doing music that isn't, you know, super aggressive, something that's maybe more creepy or aggressive in another way. So, sure. yeah, um, it's, it's like the same kind of vision. It just depends if you do it really aggressive and fast, it's metal. You could take some of those same riffs and creep them out and do them slow with strings and choirs and shit. And, and that's the sign, like, for instance, in the black metal band I play in, a lot of the riffs I come up with, I would demo just by messing around doing creepy shit and go, wow, I could just make that total aggro and it would be perfect just have it like a fast hissing guitar instead of strings and a blast beat over it and it's the same riff it's just being expressed differently oh, that's cool that's awesome yeah it's just about how you uh how you use it there's you know there's different theaters for it or whatever that's cool that's definitely cool i i finally remember what i was gonna say what's that i i dated this spanish girl for a while right and then we, this is another amusing t-shirt, uh, um, debacle. Um, I, I, I had a Christmas dinner at her family's house, so there was a lot of Spanish people there. And so I walk in wearing an SOD shirt that says speak English or die on the back. 
I had a feeling you were going to say that. Yes, yeah, yeah. And and the best part is, like, her grandmother couldn't speak English at all. And I wasn't, I had, I wasn't thinking about it, you know. I, I wasn't thinking anything by it. I walk in, and, man, I, I got so many looks. I actually had to... They, uh, the mom asked me, asked me to go home and change my shirt. Which oh, you wow. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just going to go home. I, I, y'all go ahead and have your dinner. I'm going to go home. And I did. I just I didn't go back. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess you should have thought what shirt you were wearing before you went out. But uh, Yeah, but, you know, I, I just didn't. I wasn't thinking about it in my head. You know, that I forgot it said speaking with someone's eye on the back. And I was just like, whatever. Okay, I'll just go. That yeah. is pretty funny, man. Well, there's, uh, you ever see pictures of Rudy Sarzo when he was in White Snake? He had a, whatchamacallit, he had a white S.O.D. shirt that said Speaking of Shredi right on the front. And <laughs> somebody asked him, are you an S.O.D. fan? And he goes, no, I just think it's hilarious because I'm from Cuba. And I think it's <laughs> wearing a shirt called Speak English or Die. I think that's the funniest shit ever. <laughs> so there's a, a Latino, another occurrence like that, but it, he just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always wanted to get my friend from Honduras to translate this song in Spanish, and we could cover it. I always thought that would be funny. I'd be like, hablas espanol muerte. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I forgot how to say or, but... I think it would be awesome. That would be cool. Anything you want to say, Adam? No. Yeah, Adam's our, uh, our, our our local guy, but he, he doesn't really listen to metal very much, so, he, so he's just trying to soak he's it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. It's good to expand your horizons a little. I'm just I'm just out of it today. I don't mean to be rude to our guest. Well, I know. <laughs> he had a bad well, day. <laughs> that's no yeah. problem, man. I mean, uh, it's the middle of the week. Everybody had to work today, so. And that's the truth. So is, uh, all you do is play music, Dan, or you actually have a, another job? Yeah, I have to work a regular retail job, but it's more like part-time. You know, I don't, I don't work like 40 hours a week. And it's it's at Party City, just stocking the shelves with like SpongeBob pinatas and shit like that. That's, that's awesome. cool. That is awesome because, you know, I, I would love to walk into Party City at fucking in New York and, and see you and just be like, I, that guy looks really familiar. <laughs> oh, that that's happened a few times. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's almost like embarrassing. Like, well, you know, you have to be like, yeah, well, playing grindcore and black metal doesn't pay the bills, dude. You know, if, uh, if we were number one on Billboard and never had to compromise my ideals and play exactly what I want, then sure, I'd fucking be fine. But uh, I'm not going to uh, play music I don't want to play. Right. And put my name on it and you know I just to just to make a dollar man I, I completely understand I have, yeah I have that argument with my boss all the time at my work he, he's like well why don't you just write a I say well first of all it's not that easy just to write a you know like some song right. that, you know that's gonna be a hit I mean it, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like I'm not gonna write something that I don't want to write I'm not just gonna push myself out there to make a dollar yeah well, I don't think I could anyway if I try you know, first of all, you'd have to listen to a bunch of shitty music to get inspired. That's true. <laughs> that would be a waste of time. Because you'll never and, get inspired by listening to shitty music. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Or maybe not, or just shitty in my opinion. Maybe it's well-done music or something. Like, for instance, you know, nobody can say like Michael Jackson. Yeah, the dude was the king of pop. He wrote great pop songs. I don't want to play it. I can appreciate the fact that uh, the guy was good at what he did, but it's not for me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the difference. That's when you know you're mature, when even if you don't like something, you don't go, it sucks, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I know way too many guys that still do that, and they're in their, like, 30s and 40s. 
Oh, that's kind of pathetic, you know. Yeah, it is. It is, but it's funny. Well, sometimes I don't like things. <laughs> not you. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's okay not to like something, but to say that because you don't like it, that has no quality, that's the difference. Everything right. sucks if it's not what I like. Yeah. No, I mean, there there was a period like that. It was the dark days in metal, like the mid-90s to early 2000s, when it was all new metal, rap metal stuff, and... Most of that stuff did suck because it had no dynamics. It was like they had the dynamics of a light switch. It was yeah. the quiet verse, and then it got loud in the chorus, and it was like a bunch of white mall rats, you know, trying to act like brothers. So <laughs> that was genuinely uh, shitty music, but in general, you know, something else, like whatever. I'm so naming this cast that. A bunch of white mall rats trying to act like brothers. That is the best name ever. <laughs> that's, that's what that, that, that was the greatest quote of all time. Well, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, you still got them now, but, you, yeah. know, uh, you know, I mean, Fred Durst, I mean, the fact that that guy was ever associated with metal, you know, that's what I mean by the dark days. Oh, yeah. Not uh, it's, good... it's just sad that he can still make music. Does right. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that Limp Biscuit reunited, and they're, they're they're making a whole new album and going on tour again, and they're selling out all over the place. Hmm. It's, it's just it's just ridiculous, man. Well. So we're in that sad red hat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a little faded now, I think. <laughs> it's well, whatever. If uh, people get enjoyment of going to see that crap, then whatever, more power to them. You know, like I said, I'm going to be 50 next year. I'm past the age where I'm going to be like, everything sucks. I mean, but some music does genuinely suck. Because uh, if you didn't say that, then it wouldn't be fair to all the other music that you might not like, but you could still appreciate. Right. You know, I mean, I hear Rahana on the radio, and Chick's got a great voice, but uh, I'm not going to play that music. Not yeah. fucking Shakira. She sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of her either. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously something where it's all being done on looks, because, I mean, today, pop music in general, I mean, what would these people do without their fucking auto-tune, you know? <laughs> That dude from Maroon 5, he just sounds like a robot. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. That music at work. That's why I'm making all these references. I have to hear some music at work that I wouldn't listen to at home, and I get through the day by mocking some of it. <laughs> you know, it's funny, is I actually, I, I do the same thing, is my boss likes to, oh, look, I heard this new song, and he puts on, like, a Maroon 5 song, and I'm just like, please oh, turn that off. I like one of their songs. Which song? Uh, it's called Won't Go Home Without You. It was, oh, I don't it know. was before he got... He got popular mostly from being on The Voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, before he had moves like, like Jagger. Yeah. He's, I mean, women seem to find him attractive, which I don't really understand. He, he's just... He's an average dude that needs a sandwich. He actually... Uh, this isn't, might not make any sense to any of but he actually looks to me like a really pale Nestor Carbonelli. Or what? Carbonell, or whatever. Who is that? It's the guy who played Batman well in... Look at that, Ross. He's got. It looks like he's got permanent. Yes, yes, he is. Look at that. See, right. see, he pulled it out. I, I had no idea what you were talking about. He was on that Brooke Shields uh, television show uh, over a decade ago, and he was also on The Tick as as Batman. Well, uh, okay, 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 okay. I did watch The Tick. I, I know what you're talking about now. But uh, I, I don't know. Man, whatever. I, it's a lot of that stuff's just like looks and stuff like that. It is. That's what I was really saying. It's like most pop music is is if they don't have what they look like, I don't think they would sell anything. Although Justin Bieber does have a pretty voice. Does he? Uh, not really. I, I, don't, I don't actually <laughs> like Justin Bieber. Really. I don't really understand that at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how can the kid still spit on your? You can spit on your fans and still sell millions of records. I, I'm, I'm going to actually defend him on this. 
I, that was a split picture. Or, do we know for sure that he actually spit on his fans and that there wasn't just somebody? I don't know, but that's what they, that's, I, I read the I mean, article. He's, a, he's, he's definitely a little douchebag. Right. And I'd like to see him get, get his ass beat. Like, you hear all these stories about that fucking kid. Like, he'll start shit because he's got, like, you know. 35 like security guards. Yeah. yeah, like 300-pound black bouncers. And he'll talk shit, like, because he's like, oh, whip your ass, man. Yeah, with with those huge bouncers. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, that doesn't impress me. No, you know? no, no. Not, not that beating my ass would impress me if you could, <laughs> you know. Well, people like that get their comeuppance, you know. There's something called karma. And people like that, you know, they think they're on top of the world. Then they get away with anything, and they're all materialistic, but then... One day, you know, especially with pop music, people, those fans are fickle. You know, that's that's popular now. And then, I mean, look at somebody like Britney Spears. What the fuck is she doing now? Yeah. She's still making millions. She's, she's having babies and, <laughs> yeah. She she got, like, $18 million for just going on that fucking Simon Cowell. What? Are you serious? I think so. Well, then, I guess I should take that back. I guess she's still doing well. Dude, yeah, but she made eighteen million dollars for sitting down on on a she, panel and fair, making she, fun of people who can't sing. Be fair, she may have made eighteen million dollars for sucking dick. Well, true, true. Don't no, know. Uh, wow. She might have got paid eight million dollars to sit down for an hour, but maybe for that hour, maybe her butt itched or something. Who knows? <laughs> who knows what she was? It's always a downside. My yeah. butt itches for free. I'll take the. I'll take the. Uh, the eighteen million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love, I'd love to make eighteen million to do I'm just making that. I think it's something like that. But I'm making that number up. That is crazy. I don't want to hear people. People don't send me a message saying she made five. Yeah, they're gonna. They're, you, we're gonna start getting mail saying now she only made five million dollars. Really, she made five million dollars to sit on a for three weeks to make fun of people who can't sing and sucking a mean dick well yeah you really can't put that on your fucking resume though yeah you're right kim kardashian does it's <laughs> true and so and, and so does uh what the fuck's her name paris hilton yeah people well, yeah that's an heiress she never did a damn thing she's just you know some socialite who has an elevated and unrealistic unrealistic sense of sense self-worth yes yeah, true i agree you know, remember, uh, what was that, Kevin Federline, the prick? I mean, oh, oh, God. Yeah, there's just all sorts of people who are just, but, you know, their fortunes go up and down, and I'm never going to have as much money as those people, but I've been playing what I've wanted for 30 years, and, you know, I, again, I don't want it to sound egotistical, egotistical, but I got the respect of people who know that, you know, I've done exactly what I wanted, played the music I want, and that means something, too, I guess. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Yeah, dude, I think that's what really matters. I mean, honestly, you can... Uh, these people are dime a dozen, man, but, you know, uh, guys, soldiers like you and the rest of the guys who actually did all the footwork and did everything over the years and played what they wanted to, is it's it's not like that. There are very few bands that stay, you know, people that stay in music as long as you have. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I guess there's not much else I could do well. <laughs> I'm sure... I'm sure there's plenty you can do well. Well, what do you what well, do you think about the metal scene now? I mean, how how's it changed? I mean, do do you see you know any type of progression to to where it is now to where it could be going? Or I mean, what do you, what's your thought on that? Uh, it's really hard to say. I don't always like keep my ear to the grounds on everything. Most of the time, I'm exposed to newer metal bands is when they'll open up for a band I'm playing with live or something. Um, of course, the industry's changed a lot due to the whole thing with downloading and people being able to 
record music at home now with software. You know, everything's digital. You know, the labels aren't doing as well as they were because people just go on a fucking torrent site. And I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. I've done that myself and downloaded a few records. But that'll be like old Pink Floyd or something. Them guys are doing fine, you know? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, if I download Adam Hart Mother, then Roger Waters isn't going to have a heart attack, you know? <laughs> no, no, he was just, he just did that tour with Doing the Wall again, and he made, I, I think the ticket prices were like $250 for nosebleed tickets. So yeah, I, think, I, I think he did okay. I saw, oh. I saw the Floyd concert. Oh my God, it must have been ninety ninety four, and it was it was good. But again, I I like worked all summer just to pay for tickets. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where they got you by the balls. If you want to go see them, that's what you got to pay. It's that's like yeah. fucking, it's like the price of candy in a movie theater. You want M and M's? It's going to be three dollars and suck a dick. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much the truth. Yeah. Just saw a movie this past week. It was like it was eleven dollars to get in. I bought drink and popcorn and paid thirteen. Like it's more than the movie. <laughs> right, and then fifty previews and Christian Broadcasting Network commercials and shit like that. Like, yeah, the, the, the commercials they 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 depress you. They're supposed to make you happy. But every yeah. commercial I saw was like, you know, your your insurance sucks. Well, thanks, man. You sh- you know all this other crap and or you, you know CA commercial with uh, what's her name singing with uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin with the yeah, dogs. With the, the dogs all like, beating shit and you're like, really? There's I'll, one by us that's like hand reconstruction. Yeah, yeah, we got a hand, uh, Doctor So and So. The hand reconstruction. Show a guy who got his hand smashed by like a. Uh, um, uh, some kind of pile driver crane thing, and and he's like, uh, you know, thank God I got my hand fixed by so and so. I can actually type with two of the fingers now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's awful. Well, yeah, that's typical lawyers' commercials. Those vultures, everything's like accident, slip, or, slip or fall. You know, they yeah, there's a whole <laughs> market for that kind of misery, man. <laughs> they've actually got one up here, and I'm in North Carolina, and they've got one for a local attorney who it's it's kind of like a it sounds like the music from uh, like the old uh, was it Keystone Cops type of music you know what I'm <laughs> talking about right and, and he he walks outside and uh, there's a banana peel of course the old banana peel trick and a guy walks in front of a business and slips in the banana peel and he pops out of his office door holding a sign and says recently suffered a fall call I'm like really. This is awful. <laughs> yeah. Ambulance well, chasers. You you recently suffered falls? Did you call? I I did not call. No. You should have called. You should have called. You had the advertisement right in front of you. You could have called them and said something. The universe yeah. is speaking to you. Yeah, especially after this past week. But whatever. <laughs> right. But anyway, gosh. Yeah. Seriously, man. It's 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 great to actually uh, have you on the show. I mean. Uh, uh, like, I, like I said, dude, I'm a huge fan. I've always been a huge fan. Wayne's nipples have been hard ever yeah, since you said yes. Look, when, when, you, when, when I got in touch with, um, I, I don't remember who it was, uh, somebody, who, whoever hooked me up with you, thank you. You know, the, 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 from Brutal Truth's um, Facebook, actually. And, oh, okay. uh, and um, yeah, as soon as you, when I saw that you said sure, I was like a little schoolgirl running around like an idiot. I was like, Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's uh, I guess that's cool that I could get that reaction of people at shows. <laughs> I ran right. out and got my Britney Spears outfit and everything. Right, yeah, got your pigtails going in. Yeah, yeah. That's disturbing. Oh, <laughs> slowly. <laughs> but, but honest. 
At least, no, no, I mean, hey, at least I'm being honest here, you know? No, I mean, uh, that's always... Uh, no, it's always cool to hear shit like that, you know, because I'm not playing music to make a million dollars or fucking uh, whatever. It's just cool if people enjoy it and get something out of it and everything, and uh, then uh, that's cool. And, uh, you know, I've had people come up to me and say, like, you know, your songs got me through a really rough time in my life and blah, 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 and shit like that. And that's always cool to see that uh, I can make that kind of an impact with something. I mean, uh just like if the truth be known we're just writing music because we enjoy doing it and playing it and whatever happens afterwards you know things like that then uh that's a bonus right yeah yeah that's really cool um so you're you're actually you guys aren't going to be touring or anything anytime soon besides besides europe huh nothing in the states Nah, nothing in the states for now i mean it's really not that hard to get down there if you plan shit right and uh let's say did something like couple of shows in Texas and then head down 10 over to where you guys are and then go to Atlanta and go home or something like that I should say to the dudes in Louisiana there yeah um, but uh, yeah um, nothing is planned right now because we finished writing music for a split LP with a band in California called Bastard Noise which is an offshoot of Man is the Bastard one of the original power violence bands cool. from the west coast so, uh, just things about going out and doing shows. I mean, we did some stuff in Europe in July and the very beginning of August because that's festival season. Yeah. So we did a few club shows. And then, for instance, the last show we did was a big Polish festival that was more like kind of like an indie alternative festival. Like uh, the chick who was working with us there was making jokes that it was a hipster festival. <laughs> she was drinking some weird cola. I'm like, what's that? And she like rolled her eyes and goes, it's a stupid hipster cola that's promoting this fucking festival. Oh my but, gosh. Yeah, they, have their own, they have their own soda? Well, they just had some weird funky little brand with some happy monkey on it, but it just tasted like shitty Pepsi. <laughs> you know, like Jolt or whatever. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. I went to an event once that was sponsored, but I don't even remember what it was called, but it tasted like... Uh, it was an energy drink that tasted like Pepto-Bismol. Oh! Yeah, it was wow. disgusting. I've well, never seen it, it on the stands. <laughs> gave, you, gave you energy and uh, calmed your stomach down. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. It was helping you out all it at the same time. did not calm down my stomach, believe me. <laughs> it, it just made a fast way for you to take a shit. <laughs> well, you think about energy yeah, drinks. It's like caffeine anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Milk of Pepto-Bismol flavored. Energy drink. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that's what it was. God, that's disgusting. Yeah, I tell you what, dude. I, if there is any way possible that if you guys decide to come down, or if you guys are on some kind of tour, you decide to do a tour, dude, get in touch with me. I'd love to um, kind of promote it as uh, a show from from us. You know, put it on for you guys and try to get as much people out there as possible. Don't be suckered in. He just wants to lock you in his basement and like. <laughs> I don't have a basement. We live in New Orleans, you asshole. That's well, true. Even the graves closet. aren't even. Yeah, yeah. Right. Even the graves are above ground. Exactly. I know. The graves are above ground, so I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, we do have a book in Asia, and I got Pantheon and everything like that. Um, if you went on a Facebook page that you originally found to contact me, you'd be able to get that info, and that would be cool, man. I'd love to come back down there. I'm just going to wait till it gets cold out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, hot, it's, it's disgustingly hot out here. So they, Yeah, I mean, it's even hot up here, and this is where you get, like, two feet of snow in the winter, but right now it's 79.3 degrees according to my browser here. So for here, 
for the that's, evening, that's fucking that's kind of hot because we're. I mean, the other side of the water from here is Canada, so. Oh, that is that would be yeah. kind of warm for there. Yeah. <laughs> well, or just uh, just typical in the summer. You know, you don't hear about that shit. You just hear you live in Rochester. That's where you get two feet of snow in the winter. I'm like, yeah, but it's fucking August, dude. <laughs> No, it's fucking hot in Alaska right now. Yeah, you're right. Hey, yeah, I think we're I think we were like in the 90s today, 90 something, and and like 500 percent humidity, so it was really nice. No, I remember shit like that. I've been there and I've been down there in this type of weather. And I remember you walk too close to one of them garbage dumpsters, dude. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, yeah, like, that like fucking half- milk that's been in there for fucking three days. Oh. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. But um, anyway, fellas, I'm going to have to wrap this up soon and get going. But if there's anything else that you want to discuss, then uh, let her rip. Thank you so much for coming on the show, bro. That was it's really, really it. cool Really cool to get to talk to you. Oh, right on, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the interest, man. And uh, maybe I'll see you guys down there sometime. I hope so, man. I hope so. All right. Well, you have a good one. Thank you. All right. Over. You too, fellas. All, All right, man. Thanks. All right. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Dan Loker, man, from, from fuck every band in known to man, uh, S.O.D., Anthrax, fucking Nuclear Assault, all those From bands. Rains, wet drinks. Yes, that was incredible, man. That's like one of my childhood heroes, and not really, I couldn't say heroes, but he's like, you know, growing up, that was the, the band to listen to, you know, those guys were fucking incredible. It, it, they had a huge influence on my musical career and everything else, and it was just really cool to have him on the show. You know, he, he said something that made a, a, an interesting point about how uh, no matter what he was, it seemed like no matter what band he was in or what band he was with at the time, whatever they did seemed to be ahead of its time. And it, it always took a year or two to catch up for people to go, oh, yeah, there's that album. You know what I mean? They they were so ahead of their, of, of their genre a lot of times with what they were putting out that I think right off the bat, a lot of people, like the, the masses weren't really, you know, ready for it until like, wow, you know, you look back and go, oh, shit, dude. Yeah, That's exactly. Badass. I think exactly. I think a lot of people feel that way about Maroon Five. I think I think they think that about us. Are we? Yes, we're uh, right now. The the people that are listening the to us are in South Africa are in the know. They're really ahead of their time. They are in the know right now. And later on, you know, they're gonna be like, "Remember that? You know, I was on ground level. These dudes are awesome." That's right. You know, but no, where are they now? Homeless. Yeah, we're homeless. That was just awesome, dude. I, I can't think. I know. You've got a fucking them. raging heart on it. I do. I do. It was just fucking so cool. It was even cooler. And Loker left because you were making him uncomfortable with your raging heart on I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Were you? As soon as you said Britney Spears' pigtails, he was like, and I'm out. No. What was my favorite? My favorite thing about today was when Rum actually realized who was coming on the show. <laughs> he sent me a text going... He says, yeah, man, you know, blah, blah. I, I said, well, Dan just got in touch with me and told, uh, you know, just to get make sure that I had all the the, the information right. And he the, said, Dan, Dan Loker's coming on the show tonight. Just makes, you know. Oh, okay, cool. And oh, they're, busy. They're, that was a and, like, and then, like, 20 minutes later, wait, you mean Dan Loker from, like, Anthrax and Nuclear Assault? And I was like, yeah. He goes, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, hadn't we discussed this? We did, once? we did, but he, I guess it didn't sink in. Rom? No, yeah, I, I, it really to, didn't sink in. You have to stop banging your heads on, head on things. His heads, yeah. both of them. Both of them, I was Quit banging humping against hard things. On his legs. Anywho, yeah. First. But yeah, that was, that was really cool, man. I know, man, that was, that was awesome. I, I'm, 
I really, it was really nice that he did that. Really cool. But, uh, yeah, so, how have you been, sir? You, you've been pretty bad today, I see. Yeah, I'm pretty shitty. Well, Easy. what happened, man? Oh, I gotta find a new place to live. Oh, I got a room. I just found that, uh, <laughs> I don't think Mrs. The Room likes me. I don't think, I don't know <laughs> she likes, she likes you just fine. <laughs> and, you know, I know you're lying. Your voice went up when you Yeah, yeah, he's like, no, she, she's fine! She does. She, she treats me the same way. No! She really treats me the same way. I don't, I sometimes wondered, like, how, how did this happen? Does she like me? I wake up, I was like, do, do you still love me? She's like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, why? Oh, okay. Just checking. <laughs> you know what, Ron? I just do that story. It's true. That's <laughs> true. But why? Why do you gotta find a new place, dude? Oh, my my uh, pussy little brother uh, who owns the house uh, told my mom that he wants me out, which uh, which pisses me off more because I'm like, fucking be a man. Talk to you me. Gotta, yeah, you got a fucking mortgage. Mortgage. Be a man, you fucking pussy. Do you want me to sh- this car? I was gonna say, go go pee in his bedroom before you leave. Yeah. Well, you know that's the funny thing. Like he his fucking dog, which he neglects, like. Pissed all over my bed uh, twice, you know, and actually we I, I had to fucking bitch him out, right? Because right? he because I texted him to let him know. Well, actually, no, I called him to to let him know the the second time. I'm like, you dog pissed in my bed again, you know, and uh, he's uh, sent me a text back. Well, next time make sure you shut your door. My door was shut. Shut the dog pushed right pushed it over, pissed on it because it was marking its territory. Also, it was looking for attention because it's neglected. And uh, when he did that, I fucking went off. I, I called him up. I left a message. I said, let me tell you something, you little motherfucker. Don't ever fucking call me like that again or, or send me a text like that again. Be a fucking man and, you know, fuck that shit. But anyway. That's probably why he wants you out, because you're mean to him. No, he wants me out because he's a little fucking bitch. Uh, uh, something about, my, my room's not that clean, but it's my room. You know, right, 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 right. Like, I don't, I don't like leave my shit in the front room or anything like that. It's just my room's messy. I'm a messy person. That's how I am. I mean, I need to, you know, you, you can argue that I need to get better, but same time, like, look, I'm paying rent. Fuck off, you know. Like, as long as I'm not taking a shit in the room, <laughs> you, you have no reason to complain. I will shit on his car. You want me to go shit on his car? Yeah. I will shit in a box and send it down so you can add my shit to the car. Sweet. Like, really, I will, I, you know what, I will video, if people want to see me shit on the car, I will videotape myself shitting on the car. I'm still trying to picture that poor UPS guy, like, delivering <laughs> delivering this big box. Why does this box stink? Motherfucker, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> it's, a, it's a long distance turning. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, no, I just found that out uh, two hours ago, something like that. Wow. So, well, how long do you have? Oh, he hasn't said shit. I, I mean, I'm fucking stay there until I figure out what I'm gonna do. You know, I, which, a van. So you can live down by the river. You can live down by the river. I got CEC. I caught that before you, before the Romanism came out. And then and then you need a tiny coat. Yeah, so you can be a fat guy in a little coat. You call me fat? He did. No, I didn't. I just said you need a tiny coat. Told you I'm homeless, and you're like, you're and fat too. I'm a homeless man. I'm just, I'm just saying, tiny coach. You're going to the river, you fucking fat homeless fuck. I'm going to send you a turn to box. <laughs> no, I was just saying, you know, tiny coach, very trendy. Maybe that would make you feel better. It's my shit in a box. Shit yeah. in a box. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I need a, 
fuck. I don't know. Yes, you need a fuck. We we need we need this podcast just to, to start making some money. Start making some money, yeah, so I can fucking afford to live someplace uh, other than like a van down by the, by the river. river with a tiny coat, you fat bastard. Right. <laughs> I, I, need, I need this podcast to start making enough money so that I can afford an adult coat. <laughs> right, that's right. That's right. And you can live by the lake instead of the river in yeah. an apartment. Stillwater. On the North Shore. That would be nice. So, anyway. Uh, uh, apparently, one of the guys from Prison Break came out as gay. I saw that. I saw that on the thing a few minutes but ago. But he came out as gay. As an outrage. Yeah, well, apparently, the St. Petersburg, uh, Russia, whatever the fuck, uh, the, the mayor or something like that, or no, I'm sorry, it's the head of a festival, sent him a letter or an email saying, if he sucked, he couldn't come? Well, technically, if you sucked, anyway. Uh, well, if you're not good enough, you can't. Right, uh. No, she sent him a letter asking to honor him, which is weird enough in and of itself. I guess she was, like, just looking for, like, D-list stars. Uh, hey, man, that dude's from Prison Break. That's not a D-list show. What's his name? I never saw it. All right, John, John Wayne Bobbitt. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's Wentworth Miller. Uh, I, I, I never saw it either. With that fucking name, he doesn't need to be. He is a D-list. Well, he was recognized because, like, the two stars of Prison Break were good-looking kids. Yeah. Like, I don't one died, I think. Oh, really? I Think one's a good looking now. Oh he, went, oh, he went to jail. He went to jail for some fucked up thing. Like <laughs> really stupid, he probably just get out again, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I heard you wrong. Uh, <laughs> I get it. Prison break. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so they they wanted him to be like the star or, or be celebrated in this festival, and he's like, "Fuck you! Russia hates gay people. You have laws against us, and I'm a gay dude." And uh, I can't suck another dude's dick in your... I don't know what he said, actually. He, he <laughs> that would be great. I can't it's an uncomfortable dick. interview, isn't it? He said, he said a... He said a uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe Putin... I'm not going to make fun Putin? of Putin. Putin's going to kill us. That's right. Putin? That should be the name of the podcast. Putin's going to kill us. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, no, so he sent back a message of, you know, very erudite. Letting her know what was that? He's a pro gay man. Shut the fuck up. I couldn't. I couldn't hear that. I said, I said hear you die. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I, I really couldn't hear you. You said it's a little. I'm sorry. Okay, good. Anyway. He's a proud gay man. That's right. He he's not gonna he's not gonna bend over for well. Yes, he will bend over, buddy. Uh, he's he's not gonna uh, get on his knees to take. Oh, ah. oh. I can't come up with the other gay euphemisms that, that I can pretend is not I, not being yeah yeah. Uh, so yeah, then he put his fist in the air and wave him like you just don't care. Yeah, because if you like cock like he likes cock, then you wave him like you don't care. Why are you waving your fist in the air? Because I don't bump it up. How do we go from from listening to Dan Dan Hooker talking about fucking grindcore and and then then we go straight into like gay men in Russia? Because that's that's Adam. It's the M H O G podcast. That's what it is. I wish I was gay man in Russia. No, you have a place to stay. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. You'd have very cold sex. It'd be Adam at the gulag. Um, also, today, <laughs> in Georgia, somebody shot up a school with an AK-47. Oh, go ahead, mister. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Just add it up. It's not as bad as you farting. It's way worse than me farting. Somebody died. Oh, they just shot the school? Uh, yeah. What was that shit you sent with the damn video of someone getting kidnapped? Well, was that not fucked up? Yeah, what was that? Was in, I was actually at a hotel in New Orleans. 
Um, I don't know what's going on. A, I, I posted on, on Facebook um, a, a while back. Um, a, it's like 13 hours ago, yeah. A woman was drugged out of a Holiday Inn in New Orleans. Daylight. Daylight now. It's all, it's all on fucking security cameras. And was beaten in the middle of the parking lot by a man. It was a man. Punching her in the face. Smashed her head on the ground. Took her limp, limp, lifeless body, drug it to a car. A woman got out of the car and was arguing with him. Then he drugged the body back out of the car into another car, and they took off. He, they, she was like, don't put it in that car, put it in my car. Yeah. And the woman's still missing? Yes, she's still missing. Yes. And her six-year-old son is was left at the house, hotel. But you know what I think was really nice is on part of that video, the woman goes, the, the one that was a participant in the kidnapping, goes back into the Holiday Inn as the person at the counter is calling the police, I'm, I could only be assuming, and grabs the woman's wallet and keys and does this gesture like, thank you so much, it was so nice to stay here, and walks back out the door. Yep. I'm like, and, well... And, and let me guess, they have no idea who these people are. Correct. Nobody could identify a license plate on the car. Nope. Actually, where the cars were parked, you, all you saw was... The size. I, I could tell one was a Chrysler 300 and one was a, it looked like an Acura. And that's all you could see. So and it was, it was the Holiday Inn in New Orleans. Oh, Jesus Christ. <coughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Weldon Johnson had posted that on, on their Facebook page, and I was like, holy shit. So, someone um, needs to help this woman. Yeah, but they probably won't. Well, get out there. It's New Orleans. I don't give a fuck. I give a fuck. I do, too. I bet she was a, a, a very nice lady. I don't care if she's nice or not. She didn't deserve to get beaten and kidnapped. And yeah, she was fighting back, and then when he smashed her face into the concrete, that was it. She was out. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was. She looked like she was a hundred and hundred pounds, like soaking wet. You know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. He really beat the shit out of her. Society, this is like, and nobody did shit. No, no. But was even more fucked up was the girl that was. There was two people inside the fucking hotel. You could see them on the camera. Like, they didn't, even, they didn't do shit. They were just standing, like walking around doing nothing. If I would have seen that, I would have got my my ass probably beat. But at least I would have done something. Try, yeah, exactly. To beat someone with a potted plant. There was I a nice ficus with something, you know. There was a ficus right in the corner. He could have picked the damn thing up, just swung it to that guy. You know, I mean, it was just fucking ridiculous, dude. Beat him down with the ficus. Yeah. I'm sure they have something in there other than a ficus they could use, Rob. There was a, there was a complimentary coffee pot on the counter. Oh, shut your fucking whore mouth. So beat, beating with the phone cord, that woman was probably. apparently... I don't. She probably wouldn't even call the police. She's probably like checking on like like her bank account or something. Well, Rob, Rob, your popularity is inexplicable. Yes. Rob, let me tell you something. What? You missed a hell of an interview last week. I know. Last week? It was like three days ago. Well, I know, but it's supposed to be last week. Last week? <laughs> Don't ruin the illusion. Yes. You missed a hell of an interview last week, Rob. Brittany Slays from Unleash the Archers was fantastic. She actually says she hopes you were okay, and I found out that you weren't okay. No, I was not okay. Please explain to the fans and explain to me because I have no what idea. happened because there would probably be a lot of worried people once they hear this episode. Well, I was funny enough. Rare, rare thing happened. I was at work. Really, I was, and uh, I just I honestly don't know what the hell happened. I, w I was walking back. I was on one side of town. Okay, I was at one side of the historic district, and I was walking back to the office, which is located at the other side of the historic district. So uh, I'm walking along, and I'm like, I'm, man, I don't feel right. You know, you just, you get that weird kind of instant flu feeling, that, that feeling of, ugh, I'm going to be sick type. So it's like, well, I, I better sit down for a second. So I'm leaning up against the wall, 
because there's nowhere actually to sit except for the ground. And I'm like, all right, something's not right. So I'm going to, maybe I'm hungry. You know, maybe I'm just hot. Maybe I'm hungry. It was getting close to lunch. So I figure out oh, low blood sugar, whatever. I'll, I'll make it back to the office and I'll, I'll clock out and go to lunch. Walk in the hallway and uh, sit down in a chair real quick in the hall. And I'm like, I just, I'm not right. I, I, I'm shaking. I can't, I'm starting to breathe really, really heavy, kind of hyperventilating. Like, well, this ain't right. So um guy I work with walks in the hall, says, hey, are you all right? I said, no, I can't breathe. He was like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> This is, this is typical for this job. Don't worry about it. So he, he, he leaves, and I'm like, okay, that didn't work. So I said, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I go into the bathroom. And then I hear the door reopen, and the guy goes, did you say you can't breathe? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I I was out. Apparently, I stopped breathing. Uh, I was laying in the bathroom, and uh, a bunch of people came in and grabbed me and put me back out in the hall again. Uh, someone called 911 and uh, ambulance came and got me and uh, stopped breathing again and uh, put me in the back of an ambulance. And uh, when I did start breathing again, I couldn't control my breathing. It was just really, really, really rapid. And uh, blood pressure went up through the roof. And uh, there it was. I was stuck in the middle of a hospital. Well, here's here's a funny story to this. I, I was in the hallway. Oh, that wasn't the humorous part? No, this wasn't the humorous part. This is the funny part. So I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm kind of out like cold. And I'm slowly waking up, and I, I know uh, I hear the you know you hear the noises of a hospital, people moving stuff around, and blah, 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 and I kind of open my eyes just for a second, and I saw a bunch of wires on my chest, and I go back out again, and then I hear a piece of equipment go past me since they have me on a gurney in the hallway, so there's people running all over the place. Uh, right next to me is another hallway, but there's like little rooms with curtains, like a triage center type of thing. So I felt like I was in a mash unit. So I'm laying there. And uh, I'm starting to drift off again, and then I I feel a presence near me, but I don't know who it is. And I hear, "Oh my God, we're losing them! Get the cart!" I'm like, "Whoa!" He's <laughs> like, "Wait, I'm alive!" And I, I can't open my eyes fast enough. I can't catch my breath. And I I finally get an eye open, and I shoot up, and I'm go, oh, "Okay!" I must have sound like a crazy drunk guy, you know, the way I slurred my words together. So normal speak. Sure. And but apparently it wasn't me. Apparently the guy in the curtained room next to me died so already feeling confident yeah because that's humorous yeah that's what i was gonna say that is fucking hysterical i'm glad well, i'm glad i'm glad it was funny that that guy died well the funny part is i thought it was me because i thought they were coming at me because yeah coming... yeah we get the joke the punchline is somebody died yeah <laughs> 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 ah, that's great but he was old you did know. you so are you no i'm not Twenty-three is not old. You're not twenty-three. <laughs> times four, maybe. Not times four. Did, did, you, <laughs> did you figure out what what the fuck happened to you? No. Uh, well, no. The doctor kept coming back and forth. He goes, "Well, this," and I swear I had nothing but training staff. I swear the doctor was in training. The girl who put the electrodes on me had to be on training because if there was a patch of hair, this bitch put an electrode with glue. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? And now, and now i got to pull this shit off, and I've got, like, these bald patches, like a bad wax job. Please. Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> but, uh, no, um, he says, well, it looks like uh, your, your blood pressure really, really spiked. I mean, I was, he goes, if it was any higher, you probably would have stroked out. I'm like, thanks. Appreciate that. Maybe you were having a stroke. Well, maybe I was having some sort of heat stroke combination, panic attack. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it wasn't fun. Yeah, people were saying, I, I had asked, I asked the opinion of... Uh, my boss, you know, if if what he thought it might have been, and he said he could have been like a panic attack. 
and that's what could have started you breathing funny. And when, once you stopped breathing, and then all that other shit caused you to pass out because you were hyperventilating. Well, it could be a stroke. I got this smile now, like the Joker. No, I'm fucked up. I'm, that's fucked up. I don't have a smile like I a got a smile like a Joker. I can't move my left arm. <laughs> uh, the Joker. The Joker is not dead. What is he in a bunker with Elvis? Yes, he was. The character. Mom, I just want you to know. I know you have a lot on your plate, and you really were. I just want you to know. If you die, I'd be happy to go live at your house. Oh, awesome! Cool. Well, you should come up here anyway, just in case. <laughs> yeah, any day now with your job. So yeah, dude. Well, you better go see a specialist or something, dude. I took yesterday off work. Liar! You're you're such a fucking liar. I did. I took yesterday off work. Yeah, yeah, so that makes everything better. Well, I I don't feel as bad today. Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, uh I don't feel as bad. I'm I'm kind of like palsying out right now. My half my face is slouched. Folks, folks, if you don't want the rum guy to die, leave us a comment on iTunes. Well, send, send us money for his medical bills. Yeah, yes. Um, leave us a comment. We'll do a, we'll do a Kickstarter for it. Leave, leave us leave us a, a an a, a iTunes comment that says rum guy, please don't die. <laughs> That's right. We love rum. <laughs> but other than that, uh, you know, the week wasn't too bad so far. That's good. Yeah. Other than almost dying. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, so we've both had kind of shitty weeks so far, Adam. Yeah. So there's that, but, you know. Adam's homeless, and Rum's going to die. Yeah. Well, so that leaves me with this show by myself. I'll leave hey. you all my tiny coats. Well, you and Dan Loker. Well, I'll just get Dan Loker. So you'll be fine. Loker, you'll be fine. You'll be like, Adam, what I don't remember. I... Dan, would you like some coffee? Hey, I just thought of something, Adam. Yes? You could get a self-storage unit. I mean, it's in the name. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that like, the silence was where... where if, if you guys out there could see Adam's fucking face... I'm fucking fucking priceless, with you. dude. That I'm just fucking with you. Priceless look. He's just like, that motherfucker. I'm going to punch him in his mouth. And then I'm going to dick punch him. Well, they, they are climate controlled. Yeah. Hey, I I had one for a while. I lived in it. Maybe this explains why you're having strokes. <laughs> we uh, we had a a band practice room in a store, a self uh, was it a climate controlled storage unit, and we used to spend nights there sometimes. Well, I'm gonna have to sell a bunch of my stuff. Well, that sucks. Uh, if anybody wants a comic book collection. No, you got to keep that. Twelve long boxes. I'll give it up for fifteen hundred dollars. It's it's two, worth way more than that. Two hundred comics per box, so that's like twenty four hundred comics. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait more. Wait, twelve. Maybe you just got to find another roommate or something, man. Uh, I mean, I don't have a problem getting a roommate. What about Manny? They're looking for somebody. Man, you can't pay his fucking bills. No, no, they're looking for somebody to live with. They're, they they oh, have an opening really? at his house, yeah. They got rid of one of the per- people. Oh. oh, there you go, dude. I just thought yeah, it I just popped that. into my head, you know? I'd do that. That's all right. In fact, I will send him a text to talk to you. Okay. Decent. I'm, I'm cool. sure all the people out there are really worried about this, but fuck y'all if you're not. Adam needs to, a place to live or he cannot do this show. <laughs> and their response is, and? <laughs> Uh, it'll all work out, dude. Oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll be all right. I just, uh, like I said, I just found out two hours ago, so I'm like, oh, that's great. Ugh. Really though, we just need, you know, all of our wonderful fans out yes. there from South Africa to Nigeria to Cambodia to other places. Don't forget, with, don't forget uh, the weird country of Canada. 
Canadia, yes. And all our, all our new and friends who, who listen to Britney Slade, that's right. AKA Honey Butter. Honey Butter! Uh, man, I don't want Honey Butter again. Again? Again. God. Uh, no, I mean, actual Honey Well, no, she's hot. Either way, I would take some Either way. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm so trying to behave. All of our fans need to help us spread this show so we can. Uh, spread us know. like AIDS. Yes. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you spread AIDS like a good way? That's we are the STD of podcasts. That's right. That's going to be our new our new fucking line. We're the STD of podcasts. We're yeah. Lash-like. <laughs> Did you see what I posted for the other one? Yeah. We're, we're the the bad boys of dry anal podcasting. Dry anal podcasting. That's right. Maybe maybe you could uh, go up to the UK and, and stay with Morgan. <laughs> Mark's going to fucking punch you. You know that, right? <laughs> He's gonna come to America just to kick you in the dick. He's <laughs> gonna be like, "Hey, motherfucker! Hey, Rome!" And then we're gonna be like, "Mark, he just had a stroke. Good God, man! <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark." <laughs> Rome's gonna look like Schwarzenegger, uh, Schwarzenegger Stallone, all fucking palsied with the face hanging down. Yeah. 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 Hey, Anybody see his new movie, Bullet to the Head? No, nope, you know but he what? needs to put it there. I'm going to be honest with you. I wanted to see it just because Sarah Shahi was in it. but I Which, I don't know who that is. Sarah Shahi. Uh, uh, I don't know what you would have seen that she was in, but she's sexy. She's hot. Super, super. Did you get to see Kick-Ass 2 yet? No. I was going to try and see that this week, but it didn't happen. I would like I to. finally saw the Wolverine. I might see it tomorrow. Nice. Morning. That's cool. Did you see Kick-Ass 2? He did. I did. I went to the theater. Well, he, actually, he actually went to the movie theater. Give us, give us with, with one face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make any sense. Uh, give, us, give us the rum view. Um, I'm fucking it up for everybody else. No, no, no. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I, I will say that it was... I think... It was... Uh, uh, I thought it was a hundred times better than the first one. I was really impressed. Oh, I think more money was pumped into it, so the production quality was a lot better. I, the the storyline moved. At, it helped if you saw the first one, but you really didn't need to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they pretty much caught you up. Tits in this one. Who's that hit girl? No, the girlfriend, Lindsay Fonseca. Oh, uh, I. Ooh, you know what's going to happen? If I answer that question, I'm going to give a spoiler. But uh, so I guess I could say no. <laughs> I guess I could say no. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> but I, I will say uh, her her appearance in this movie was only about uh, 45 seconds long. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to see it now. Oh, you 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 got to because there's there's more oh, to it. There's more to it. I, I hopefully I, it's not like the comic. I don't know if it is or not. You, you know, it took me a few minutes to figure out that that was Jim Carrey in that character. Oh. I didn't recognize him right off the bat. He doesn't want you to recognize him in that. Yeah, he complains he, about it. He now. wants you. To, he wants. He 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 is not associated with with gun violence. Oh well, I, I will say uh, his thing about comparing it to the Sandy Hook thing. I don't see it, but I will say that there was a, a couple scenes at the beginning going. Yeah, this would be a bad idea for kids to do. I could see this. This is bad. You know, this would be a bad thing. But uh, yeah, bad, bad. But to to see it as and as as the type of movie it is, it, it's really not a big deal. There's worse right. so, things. Then. So do we get what uh, two rum bottles up or poured out? I will go uh, gallons of rum dick. Does this get? Yeah, I do, I will say out of five rum dicks, <laughs> this uh, 
out of a five, I will give this a, a solid three and a half, four, right in there. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was really surprised. <laughs> yeah. the, I mean, if you're if you're looking for action, just straight up balls out kind of diehard style action, this is a good movie. I'm serious. I'm, I'm sure you are. This is this was like, I was like, wow, I can't believe this is like kick ass too. This is awesome. I'm like, wow, even the lines are good. This is good movie. I'm gonna go quality see, shit. There's a bunch of things I want to see though. Let's see where the Millers or I want I want to see that. I want to. I don't want to see that. I also want to see Kick Ass 2. I want to see fucking At World's End. Yeah, I got to see that. Yeah. I want to see fuck. Dude, there's so many. I movies. got past to see that tomorrow, but I don't. Wanna, I don't know if I'm gonna go see it. I might wait till it's in theaters. Man, what's with the silence? <laughs> We've just been doing this awkward silence thing for a while. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's uh, good. That's how we do it. <laughs> so. Alright, well, we, we've, we've run on for a while. Let's, let's, yeah. let's this one up. Anyway, very, very good episode. I uh, hope everybody out there liked it. It was very cool, Dan, to join us. Yes. All right, all right, well, uh, thank you for joining us for this episode titled uh, Adam's Homeless and Rum's Gonna Die. Yes. And I got to sit here by myself with this cast. With Dan Liker? With Dan, yeah. I said local, but it just sounds well, because weird. We could call... Yeah, we could go uh, call it Homeless Death with Dan Loker. It's Loker. Yeah, Loker. Homeless Death will be his next band. Homeless Death. I I can't. I should have asked him. How the fuck does he have that many bands and have a job at Party I, City? Yeah, dude, the dude's been doing it for fucking thirty years, man. He's, it's a lot of yeah, but a lot it's not like he's got like seven bands going on at the same time. Yeah, well, pretty much just shows up and plays. I think that's pretty much how he, how it would roll. I mean, to, to I wake up and go. There's work that goes into it than that. Well, no, I mean, but he I says he shows I mean, up, takes off his shoes, pulls out his cock, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to trying to to diminish it by any means, but I mean, he's been doing it for he's so a long. Professional dude, he he's, he can just go in and go. All right, let's kick this. Let's do it. Let's you know, do it. Oh God! We're in this. <laughs> but anyway, uh, again, I'd like to thank Danny Lilker for coming on our show. Um, also, thanks for listening to this pile of garbage. No, don't end it like that. We like thanks for call. listening to the bad boys of eating tacos. Bad boy taco eaters. That's right. That's right. And uh, don't forget to look at our Kickstarter. Uh, new Kickstarter going up to. Uh, Get Adam a self storage unit. Really? I thought we were getting you <laughs> doctor bills or something. But anyway, thank you all. I'm your host, Wayne. I'm homeless. And I'm the rub guy. No breathing. <laughs> and remember to keep it down! Keep it down!